Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, episode 146. We are talking about the real estate market, the shifting real estate market, and how to have empowering conversations with your sellers and buyers. We're going to get started right now. Right now. episode 146 today we're talking about the shifting real estate market and how we can have those empowering conversations with our sellers and buyers uh today the fed has announced not shockingly that not uh, shockingly. they are raising their rate by uh three quarters of a point so and the good news is everyone was expecting it so interest mortgage rates went down and the stock market went up so that's a very good thing my mentality went sideways for a little bit, but everyone <laughs> calmed me down. I brought a bunch of white claws into our operations office. I was like, cash it in, boys and girls. We're going home and riding into the sunset. They're like, no, thank you. We're working. And I was like, whatever. But rates went down. Markets went up. We'll see what happens on Monday. You know Monday what, will be critical. You know what other market is up? Armadillo's market. <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. The home warranty market. Armadillo.one backslash tour. Look, if you're needing a good home warranty company, connect with the Ron Smith, the best home warranty rep. In fact, he's trying to hook me up on a – not hook me up. like He's not giving me a deal. He should be, but come on, Ron, <laughs> um, on my lake house. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you know, I was asking him, and, and look, he shot me straight. In fact, I'll read you a text message right now by the Ron um, because we practice what we preach here. Yes, we do. And um, you know, he, he's looking at some rates for me. And he's like, look, both of these have septic add-ons. The standard plan with the with a annual pricing, um, you know, with an additional HVAC unit, it's about a thousand sixty-four. If you want the premium plan with annual pricing, it's about uh, fourteen twenty-three with a additional HVAC system. Um, the premium plan has higher limits across the board, like a seventy-five hundred dollar limit on the dishwasher. So, Ooh. so look, Ron's going to hook you up. The Ron will take care of you. That's a pretty in-depth analysis, and. He's not wrong. I don't know like much about lake houses. I just know that one time when we went to Nick's, we had the choice of either like boiling water for dinner or showering or taking a poop, and like we couldn't do all three. <laughs> that was we just couldn't do it. We just like we all had to vote. We voted to poop. Yeah, I think that's the most important. <laughs> I one. think it is too. So if you're looking, at, <laughs> if you're looking at uh, a if good home warranty, yeah, if you're looking to poop and you need a good home warranty company. Connect with the Ron Smith over at Armadillo, armadillo.one backslash tour. And then, um, look, after you're done doing all that business, connect with Mortgage Mike, or maybe you just go to Mortgage Mike app yeah. um, and do all the business and submit that loan application because he's giving those Mortgage Mike stamps of approval. Uh, he just got back from St. Louis. Yes. Um, so I'm sure he's got some cool ideas and strategies to really help your buyers and your clients win 
and this um, volatile, you know, interest rate market, this volatile shifting real estate market, everything. He but, just started a YouTube channel too, so we got to uh, we got to get him to a hundred subscribers so he can have his own unique URL: youtube.com backslash mortgage mike stamp. I'm trying to get it locked down for him, but yes. what do you, you need a hundred subscribers, right? Something like that. I think it's a hundred subscribers. Yeah. yeah. You know who doesn't have a hundred subscribers? <laughs> Homeward DFW, because we don't have a YouTube channel for the property management company, but you can go to homewarddfw.com and check out the best property management company in DFW. We've been so blessed to have so many referrals from you guys. And uh, I think we've taken care of a lot of awesome people. Dana is absolutely crushing it over on the property management side. And we've been expanding there. So if you're looking for legit home, like legit property management for your clients with accountability and great service, guess what? The dudes sitting here are the ones that own it. So we're accountable to it. So send us your clients, your own investment properties. We'll take great care of you and visit homewarddfw.com to learn more. And that's all the sponsors. It's been a weird day. Yeah. I mean, it's been interesting. I would say that, um, look, we're, we're hearing all the negative news now. It's getting worse and worse and worse in terms of what people are posting. I mean, everyone, the public opinion is, is really going wild right now. Um, um, oh, I guess he did give me he a He did. Ah. We just totally shamed him. Well, I wasn't going to say that you gave me a discount. Did we block you... Theron from watching the fucking podcast? No, Why does he always show no his Facebook user? Like no, he's, he's, he's legit on it. It's just depending on who page he's watching on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know how this He's got to go accept it or whatever. Gotcha. You know. Yeah, whatever just it accept is. it, okay. Theron. So, just accept it. But yeah. I, I mean, actually, I should correct myself. Maybe it's not like we're, we're, we're hearing all the doom and gloom and stuff. I don't mean to be rude. The Federal Reserve doesn't really even know what they're doing most of the time because they only have one tool to, to curb it. Like, they have a dual mandate. That is to keep inflation at 2% or as close to it as possible and keep unemployment below, I believe, 6%, right? But they only have one tool to do that, and that's interest rates. They go up or down. What they can't predict is human behavior in reaction to those rate decreases or increases. So even the Federal Reserve doesn't really know exactly what they're doing all the time. The general public, by the way, is like the least trustworthy demographic of people. <laughs> so when we say like the doom and gloom, everybody's posting all the negative news. Guys, we do have rate hikes because we are trying to curb inflation. When that works and that takes root, that's a good thing for the economy. It will get inflation back towards 2%, which is the goal. And this is the only mechanism by which we can really do that. Unless you want to start going door to door and convincing people to stop spending money on consumer items, we only really have rate hikes to curb inflation. So that's what we're trying to utilize right now. At some point, that's going to work. And, and, and so rates are going to fall somewhere as far as like mortgage rates and things like that are going to fall somewhere in the range of probably, you know, five to seven percent before inflation really starts to curb itself. That's not bad. Also, just understand that, like, I think we have this viewpoint that like the Federal Reserve raised rates. They're so mean. They're crushing us. They just killed us, right? Like, it's for a reason. There's a purpose. We're trying to curb inflation. What's worse than having rate hikes is having 85 or 8.6% year-over-year inflation. That makes everything more expensive. So I don't want to go, like, into a whole lesson around, like, where inflation comes from and, and how it goes up and down. But, like, understand, this is hopefully a good thing long-term. This shouldn't be all doom and gloom, despite how I was acting earlier in my day when I was being annoyed about this. This is a good thing long term. Look, the hard part in this is that this is whatever is we're starting to experience is not a typical pullback, right? So in a, in a normal recessionary pullback, 
you know, the Fed usually, you know, the government and the Fed will start printing more money. And during 2020, we printed a lot of – in the last yes. two years, we printed a lot of money. And so yes. I don't think that we're going to see that again because that's one of the one of the reasons why we've seen this inflationary period go to the point that it's that it's gotten. Kelton and I had this conversation the other day, right? Yeah. Like this is this is this is the this is the fine line and the tightrope that the Federal Reserve tries to walk. And I'll, I'll keep this as short as possible so we don't like tend to. I think to, this like, is good info though like, because like there, there's so much that I took from this conversation. Like before, like people kind of tune out to sure. the data sometimes. Like it's really actionable when you're talking to people. I, I made just a little like word post about an hour yeah. ago about where the market's going and really how there's good. still advantage and opportunities there. But it came directly from this conversation that you're talking about. And so I'll, I'll try to keep it brief, but like take 2020, for example, right? W w what happens economically when you're talking about either times of, of, of like really, really good um, economic advancement and then contraction. Only a couple of things happen in 2020. We had a big economic pullback because we shut everything down, like artificial pullback, basically. Nobody could go to work. Everything closed. And so what happens, right? Like businesses can't make money. People are getting laid off. And so they're spending way less. And the economy just collapses, right? Nobody's spending money anymore. And so you have a huge economic pullback, right? That's the exact opposite of what is happening now. The reaction to the economic pullback was print money because people can't work, a lower rate so that people can afford to buy stuff. And then what do you get? You get a lot of artificial money put into the system. And then what do people do two years later? They're fucking spending it, all of it. And what happens when you spend it, when you put a lot of money into a system and it gets spent? Well, demand increases, which means production costs increase, which means products cost more. That causes inflation. The only thing you can do to stave off inflation is raise Federal Reserve rates, which in turn makes borrowing rates a little bit higher, which makes production costs, I'm sorry, excuse me, which, which adjusts production costs, hopefully stops consumer spending before things continue to increase price-wise. The risk that you run there is that market sentiment adjusts so quickly that when people see rates raise and things start to, things start to adjust, People don't get back to the middle. They go into panic mode, and they hear the doom and gloom. They hear recession, rate hikes, ah, and then they tighten up so much that then we go into a period of complete non-spending again, and we completely fishtail the other way. And so when the Federal Reserve is trying to watch this, walk this tightrope of 2% inflation and sub 6% uh, unemployment, they never really hit it. They just fishtail back and forth for a few years at a time, and they can't hit the target because – it's not – they don't have control over consumer behavior. You can't convince 330 people to – 330. You couldn't even convince 330. No, you you certainly can't convince 330 million to act in unison in a certain way that would keep inflation where it is. And so that's why it's so difficult to hit the mark on these things. But the, the 2020 sort of flash recession was almost the exact opposite of the – causes for the recession that we're probably headed into right, right. now. It's the exact si opposite side of the coin. Yeah, so you're not – everyone who's, who's just talking out of one side of the mouth is, is trying to compare it to something. And this – we don't have it to really – we don't have something to compare it to, right? What we, what we do know is that, that people will buy houses even though rates are going up. What we do know is that people will sell houses, even as inventory levels increase, even as the the economy gets even maybe even worse news. Right? Sure. You know, one thing I was hearing uh, that the news was talking about, kind of explaining the the Fed increases, is, is look, it's it's almost like someone who is going through chemo to treat cancer. Right? It's going to kill off the cancer, but it also kills off the good cells. Yeah. And so during this time, 
you you start to choke out some of the good in the economy. And you have to do that right now in order to to realign and relevel where we need to get going. Well, and Brian brought something up the other day because this, this is a space where I like, and I, I tell people this who because we have not only do we have agents on the team, but also me myself. There, there are times when I get lost in this conversation. It's a, there's a lot of moving parts, and it's stuff sure. that I don't fundamentally understand. So, like, if you're hearing this stuff and you're like, "What in the fuck are they talking about?" Like, first off, realize you like there's somebody sitting at this table who also feels that way, and that's why I go to these two guys. Brian did say something though that I think is is relevant to to this part of the conversation though that has to do with market sentiment. And, and, and it has a lot to do with how information is disseminated to people, right? And, and I think it, it relates exactly what we were talking about, about the Fed fishtailing, right? We react so much faster just because information gets beamed into our brain so much quicker. Yep. And, and we see this even with agents. I feel this in my own business, sometimes spinning in circles, trying to make decisions on what the next move is and, and what I need to do. And if you're feeling that way, understand, A, that's normal, Right. Part of that is data collection and going to people who understand shit at a higher level than you. But also understanding that we do live in a world that's different than even our last recession. In 2008, yeah. understand, right? Like these things, these things were a year old, right? Like most of us still had Blackberries. I yeah. certainly did not have an iPhone in 2007. Mm-hmm. And in 2008, the recession you, started happening, You still happening, needed right? a college. You needed a dot .edu uh, email address to get on Facebook. Yeah, I didn't even get on Facebook until 2009, right? Like, and so like the whole my whole point being is this thing right here has brought up an unbelievable ability for information to come into your brain at a faster rate, which also makes you pivot in a way that maybe you wouldn't have pivoted before because you would have to go search the information. So I encourage everybody, agents, consumers, everybody alike to go out and, and do a little bit of research past the headline part. I, I post that today. Your local market probably isn't exactly what you're hearing on a national no. level at all. By the way, no. did we talk about this last week? Or maybe if we did, it doesn't matter because this is about still having those conversations with your, your future buyers and sellers. Is Don't you remember, again, I, we did bring this up last week. Yeah. A few months ago, the consumer sentiment was that it was not a great time to buy a house. Right. All of a sudden, I guarantee you the consumer sentiment is that it's not a great time to buy. What, email, what email did you send to us we about just, five yes, hours We do ago. a poll, and 80% of we do a poll every single week, and 80% of the respondents last week said it was they were less likely to buy a house in this market. Is it because of the what they think is going to happen with the— it's Because of headlines. Yes, and that is— because of what people are being told. And by the <laughs> way, that is—and and I want to get—I I don't want to interrupt you. I, just, I don't want to lose this thought. When you say that there's like, you know, the national market probably isn't spot on with like the nat- like uh, your local market. G- there's no such thing as a national housing market. Have no. you ever had a buyer call you and they're like, I need to buy a house. And you're like, where are you looking? And you're like, America. Yeah. No, like yeah. they're not looking in I don't America. Like they tell me three cities in DFW. Yeah, I'm like, like, shit. Even when they're like 20 miles apart, the cities, you're like, that's pretty far. You should probably narrow it down because like you're going to have a long commuter. So like nobody's looking in America for a home. They're looking in a local market. So there's no such thing as a national housing market. I just want to put that out there. If you're like listening to headlines about America's housing market, America's housing market doesn't exist, by the hey, way. Hey, Just Brian, how do, you, how do you feel about economists? We, Jesse and I were watching CNBC earlier, and this is just like my favorite thing. Like we were, we were looking at Jerome Powell's talking points, and just first of all, how they kind of contradicted one another, and then they were talking to other economic directors from from different like uh, Federal Reserve or different other Reserve banks, and talking about like Fed Reserve like sentiment and like confidence, and it's like just below nothing. Like 
they're paid puppets to tell you things that 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 like in one in one sentence, one of Jerome Powell's talking points was that we're in a strong economic position. And it's literally two talking points later. It was like this environment is clearly unstable. And it's like <laughs> you're you're either bipolar or you don't remember what you just said 30 seconds ago. Like which one or which version of you are we getting right now? Like and, and but it's so but we know this. We know this about America. We know this about politicians. We know this about bureaucracy. And I think the only reason that we're able to see it with the Federal Reserve is that they're not uh, as polarizing as like maybe like presidential candidates where like if you're on certain teams, you just believe everything they say. And if you're on the other team, you believe everything they say. College right? sports all day. Everyone hates the Fed. They know that they're wrong all the time. We're like so easily able to point out like that's bullshit. But we're like not able to do that in the rest of our bureaucratic life. Like when your own political candidate says something you're like, well, what do you really mean? Was like, you're like, no, that's bullshit. Like everybody's wrong all the time. Can we just be honest with each other? Nobody yeah. knows what's happening. There are too many people in this country and not enough smart people running it. Let's just admit it. Guys, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the idea that the Federal Reserve's entire thing is just to keep the the car from fishtailing off the road. It's all they do. Like it's a five lane highway. Like just think about it. Like like uh, if you've ever played a video game, you've been super shitty at driving the car. For those of you who played Halo the very first oh and tried to gosh. drive the, war- the how warthog, hard, how hard was it to drive a warthog when that thing first yeah. came out? It was impossible. You were all over the place, right? Like the Federal Reserve rear is doing engine this- and steering. Yeah, the Federal Reserve is doing the same thing. Yeah. They just they're driving a warthog. It's their first time playing Halo. So, so, so. <laughs> that, that might be the best analogy ever yes. dropped on this no. show. That, let, reel that one. Yeah, yeah. That's the only. From now on, let's. Just just use that market eight dude yeah let's let's chat about having conversations with with our sellers because what we're going to now enter into is is that you know that range it's almost the firing squad range um i want to call it no man's land but i don't know if we're allowed to say that anymore is no person's land no person's land all right oh oh you're thinking gender i was thinking race i was like i was just thinking i was yeah i was just like yeah Okay. I'm just making sure, right? Yeah. If, but we're entering into that that period, and it, over the next 90 days, we'll see a lot of this, where we will start seeing... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, <laughs> Sometimes right, the comments just stop us down, and I don't know what. I don't know which one we used. I'm sorry. I know. Look, look. I'll actually pop over me real quick. We 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 do apologize. Like in all sincerity, we're not we're not using it out of out of any like like anger to like like fire stuff up. And I I do appreciate that you might be listening to this someplace publicly, Shirley. Also, we just also think that like sometimes words don't matter, and they can be super powerful in conveying a message. That's fair. But yeah, 
Yeah, we yeah, do that sometimes. Right, sorry, let's, Shirley. About that. let's go back to the no person's land zone that we're about to be headed into <laughs> let's do it. over the next 90 days and make sure that you don't use a four letter word, Brian. Um, Stop it. <laughs> so, Brian. Brian. So, what we can do is over the next 90 days, we're going to see more listings coming on the market, right? We're already starting to see that now. By the way, everyone. Everyone is is posting how listings are coming up, and everyone's posting about um, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Um, and I guess the conversation between them two is that you should list with whomever that realtor is at that time, which is so stupid. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the next 90 days, you're going to see a lot more agents come, up, come aboard. They're going to list houses. They're going to be overpriced. They're going to not set the proper expectations with that client. Yes. The client... Their mind, when it comes to selling their house, they actually live six to twelve months behind. Stay on this for a minute because this is on. the important part of this conversation. Absolutely, is the expectations I, I absolutely part. think this is the most important conversation you know that we're going to have on the show today, right? And this is, you know, I, I think it's important when we frame this conversation to take a step back for a second and understand why this is happening in the first place. And I, I've said this before. I have even said at our team meeting yesterday, I'm going to continue to say this. This is just going to be my mantra for, for eternity. Opportunity never vanishes. It simply manifests itself differently, right? There That's is absolutely mindset. opportunity in this market, as much opportunity as there was in any other market. You just need to have different conversations to be able to educate people better. Okay, so let's say a lot of inventory comes on the market. And, and right now in North Texas, we've been hovering on a trailing seven days. In this particular North Texas market, we've been hovering at about a 58% ratio of price decreases to new listings. So, like, let's say 3,000 new listings come on in seven days. We have, like, 1,600 price reductions as well. That seems like doom and gloom, and it's actually a really good thing because what would be really bad is if a lot of inventory came on the market, nothing sold, and nobody wanted to reduce their price. The reason that this is happening is because we've had this insane pricing run-up, which correlates with inflation and everything else getting more expensive, gas, houses, rice, rice, I don't milk, know, rice, but whatever, milk. you know what I mean? Go Wheat. with milk. Go with milk's Wheat. a good one. We do this thing with inflation where we measure milk prices. Like, who's buying all this milk? Guys, just... Drink water. Anyway, um, people have more equity in their homes than at any point in history, right? And so what we have are a lot of sellers still raising their hand saying, I want to sell. We have agents probably not either having fierce conversations with them or maybe setting poor expectations. And then we also have sellers that very quickly are going, okay, I priced it too high. I'm still motivated to sell. Let's decrease it. That doesn't mean that prices are dropping. That means that prices are equalizing towards market value in relation to wages and affordability. That's a good thing. That's a sign of a balanced market, right? And so when we, when we, when we preach doom and gloom, if you're talking on the sell side, wh well, what is your benefit for sellers right now? Okay, you may not get 50 offers, a bajillion dollars over asking price, but unless this is the last home you're ever going to buy, you're going to have more options to choose from when you go to set, or when you go to purchase on the other side. The biggest bugaboo that kept inventory bugaboo, <laughs> the biggest bugaboo that kept inventory low for the last couple of years. How many times you've had a conversation with a seller that said, "We would love to take advantage of this market and sell." And we don't know where we're going to go. We can't time the market properly. We don't want to compete with 50 other buyers. And we can't do a contingent offer. We're screwed. That's why inventory was so long or so low, so low for so long, right? So that's the benefit to the sellers is that they got all of the upside of all of the price increases for the last two years. Everyone else in this local market 
and really in, in all local markets, did the heavy lifting for them. They sold at a time when prices were continuing to trend upward, which set the benchmark for market value going forward. Even if we overshot that by a little bit, when we come back to equilibrium, you're still going to have more equity in your home than at any point in history. And now you're going to have more inventory on the market when you make your next move. And now you can time it out properly, have a contingent offer if you need to, have more options to choose from, and you're not gonna, and, and that's your benefit as a seller. On the buy side, the exact opposite is true. You may lock in a higher rate. And this is where I will old man you a little bit. You, agents that are saying out there like, well, it doesn't really matter what rates were in the 80s. That's not what people are expecting right now. If, if you have not learned anything between now, whoa, focus. If you have not learned anything between March of 2020 and now, it is that people's expectations of how their lives are supposed to be can change on a fucking dime. I am so sorry, Shirley. That was a six-letter, seven-letter word, but they can change on a dime. I'm not kidding at all, right? So this idea that people won't get used to how things are, give it 90 days, bro. People get used to how things are. The trade-off is on the buy side, you may lock in a mid-six rate right now. You know what you're not going to have to do? Bring an extra $75,000 to the closing table that really isn't equity unless all of the other neighbors list at the same price too, right? And if you wanted to take, I used the example um, yesterday in, in, in our team meeting. If you wanted to go, let's say, from a 6.25 rate to a 3.25 rate, and you wanted to buy that rate down on a $500,000 loan, you know how much that would cost you? About $60,000. The same amount that three months ago you would have had to pay over asking price and you would have had to guarantee your appraisal, no home warranty, you're paying for title, and don't you dare ask for repairs. Opportunity is always there. It just manifests itself differently. If you're on the buy side right now, do you know what kind of position you're in as compared to three months ago? About the same because you're going to lock in a higher rate but you're going to be able to negotiate a different price and you're going to have a way more advantage during the transaction process and you're going to have more inventory to choose from. There's opportunity on both sides. You got to frame it right. Right, but I'm going to tell you you got to sexify it. I'm going to tell you if you if, how you explained it. Well, yeah, you might have to have sex with some people. Yeah. Well, I'm not that, saying that's for both sides of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, right. You have to tailor this to your clients, and to their needs, to like to, all well, of that. Well, to shit, the yeah. marketplace or though. to, to your the marketing, marketplace, yes. right? And the message needs to match the market and the average consumer, it's just, look, it's just like, like in the political world. In the political world, you need to talk at an eighth grade level or lower, right? And from that angle, it needs to come in and say, really, really hone in on sellers. What sellers are going to do is, is they're now hearing that the economy is starting to pull back. So just like when people enter the game too late – they're right. trying to. They're still trying to. It's like when people were hearing about um, what was that crypto that everyone jumped on? That Doge. 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 Right. By the time you really heard about it, it was already too late. Yeah. Right. So these are these are the Doge buyers trying to come in and sell and still get fifty offers. And so yes. you you need to make it more relatable. Where where it's like you slip in some numbers like you do. Yeah. So take Brian's. Listen to Brian. Slip it in and also make it. From a from a um, a better understanding where it doesn't seem like you know use it as a story like like the Dogecoin or people, use it people talking stories that's yes. a good point I this is where I struggle I tend to try and beat people over the head with data you're great with data people learn in stories yes and you're 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 the best at at getting the data you're the best at really really telling us about the data now an agent's job is to take that. 
and to relate it to your consumers, to your clients. And why should they sell now, right? The opportunity is still there to go get a great price. The opportunity, if you are going to move up, is now even greater because, like you said, you don't have to compete against all those other offers. Right. You probably don't even have to use some of those those cash those those uh, buy before sell programs that cost right. you a little bit of extra money that we were using during during the um, you know twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. So. You know, the good news, and like you said, we can now ask for a home warranty. We might even be able to ask for some seller closing costs or, yep. or concessions. You could also see about buying down your interest rate. There's a lot of toys that you can Do you know what else pay. you could do, which we touched on a lot in team meeting yesterday, which I don't know that anybody is really thinking as much about as they, as they should be? This is where I don't have any data, but I tried to Google it yesterday, and I came up empty. How many assumable VAs, let's just take our North Texas market. How many VAs and FHA loans do you think were locked in between 2015 and 2019? I don't know about that. Tens of thousands yeah. at minimum. But I don't know if you're talking about assuming those loans. Um, my understanding, we need Mortgage Mike on for this, mm -hmm. is that after a certain time period, um, FHA did not become assumable. So it was like 2006. We were doing that and like we were seeing that an, as an option before like 2006, 2007, mm. assuming FHA loans. Jesse on the DJ booth. Yeah, let's look that up. I'm VA's always been. So regardless, I'm trying to paint a picture of opportunity yep. manifesting itself. Your VA buyers, especially, were not competing for the last two years. Yep. They just didn't, man. Like they just didn't. And so now there's an opportunity out there. Uh, da -da -da -da. I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure. Can Mortgage Mike chime in in the comments? I'm pretty sure they are. Sit, just Google are. Are they assumable? Is like is like like just Google are they assumable? Like RFHA loans. There you go. And yeah, what are you even talking about, Nick? That's even on HUD.gov. <laughs> Gosh, we're reading a real official PDF. Well, you understand it doesn't mean just because it's on there. Like I think it also is in the closing documents. Like you know, FHA doesn't actually mm -hmm. have a a standard credit score. That's the investor requires that. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, so right. so we it'd have to be in the, what's in the closing documents, not what FHA are and, they and, are they? Do you think they're not putting it in the closing documents? Right I want to I want to say that I've heard that before that they weren't doing that anymore. That's us, Mike. You got yeah. You got to qualify for a mortgage, though. I, I mean, I understand you have to. Yeah, it should be assumable if you qualify. Thank you, Facebook user. I don't know. That's probably the wrong. That, that's that probably that's probably there. Probably the wrong. Somebody's got to text me because I can't read your names when you comment. Yeah. Unfortunately, I apologize. Yeah. See, you got to qualify. Oh yeah, you got to qualify for the mortgage regardless. You wouldn't get it even if you if you. Yeah. Yes, you have to qualify. I'm not saying. What I'm saying is, opportunity again manifests differently. Right. It's oh, there we go. Thank you. That's Rachel Tex Carter mm. saying they are assumable. Nick. <laughs> it's a weird, awkward silence. That was. All right. So, yes. How many of your VA and FHA buyers that didn't even compete for the last two years? And we've lost the feed. I've not even competed for the last two years. Thank you. Yep, it's on me. Have an opportunity now to possibly lock in a lower rate from an assumable mortgage on at least a good portion of their loan. And VAs as well. Right, we are scrambling on the A and B <laughs> no, I'm just, side I'm right just, now. I'm just mimicking right. what you're. Oh, saying. you're doing like subtitles. Okay, yeah. I'm throw well, some... it's not subtitles. I'm just oh, you're yeah. saying it, and I'm mouthing. Right. I'm gonna it. throw some. I'm gonna throw some uh, curveballs at you. Unique New York, New Unique New York. 
the human blowtorch was denied a blank alone. See, I messed up my own words. I can't even do that. Right? So, like, yeah, I don't, I don't, anyway, I say that to say. By the way. Yes. Rachel, it does with lender participation. So my understanding, because lenders have word, they have the wording and like they can change it up. So, so let me ask you this. In a market where FHA buyers have not even been able to compete for a pretty long time now, or VA buyers, and they have to participate in an assumable mortgage, um, do you think that they don't want to do loans? Who doesn't want to do loans? Lenders. So why wouldn't – if they're going to lose the – this is capitalism, right? If there's an opportunity to serve more buyers. Right, but you have to see what's in the paperwork, though. It's kind of like it's, – it's like right. can you go and owner finance we're just saying, your – Can saying, you go owner finance at your, your property if you have a loan yeah. on it? It's no, like, I get what you're saying. No, you can't. Well, you can, but you can't because if they, if they want to accelerate the due on sale clause, they will. Right. I'm just saying it's lender policy yeah. is what it comes down yes. to, basically. Wouldn't lender policy be doing what's best for the lender's company? I don't know. I, again, this is, this is going off of what I've heard in the past. So – I just had a real mortgage lender tell me that it was. But now totally she's cool. also saying, "I'm looking up your stuff, Nick. You have me double checking myself." I, I, Lol. Now she's reading all her paperwork. Yes. I'm telling you, there's opportunity out there, guys. It's just like anything else. If that's an opportunity for lenders, lenders are going to change their policy and participate. The federal government does not say that you can't do it. Is what I'm saying. And so I FHA believe FHA allows for lender overlays, and they can say no. Some lenders could say, "Nah, dude," but that comes down. To the Moby. Thank you. Can you? I'm so sorry. Can you identify yourself? Was that her again? Well, they all say Facebook user. We got to figure this system out better. I don't know why it does that. No, it's because she needs to accept on her end. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. I was. What a freaking roundabout way to just say that, yes, you can do this. But possibly not. (laughs) But also. But (laughs) probably you can. They're not going to say no to you. Yes. I don't know why you would say no. If you she's don't, saying I don't know why she's not showing up. I yeah, me neither. But I don't know why you would say no to the loan either. You're just going to go to another lender and who's going to say yes? No, no, no. It's not, bro. It's not the lender. It's not going to mortgage Mike. Let's say you have an FHA assumable loan. You can't go to. It's not going to mortgage Mike. You're trying to assume the loan of the homeowner, correct? Right. Yes. So it's what was in that original it's closing. The original documents. loan. Yes. yes. So it's not. It's not that. going to a different lender. Like I'll if just you go to qualify, else. though, why would they say no? Because they can. And what you want to know why they say no? Because you're probably assuming at a lower rate. So they're wanting to get those higher rates in there. Correct? You're not going to use them for the loan anyway. You're, I understand. I'm Look, just going to use Mortgage Mike. Why, what are you talking about? If I'm buying a house yes, and I'm assuming the loan, okay, but I also have to take out a, a lot of viewers. I still have to take so – this is good information. This is probably the most important thing we're going to talk about on the show today. I still have to take out a second mortgage because that loan, I'm assuming, is not going to cover the sales price. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not assuming that loan and that's the only loan I get. I get a second loan from Mortgage Mike or whomever, yeah, and we, that's how I finance the house. The, so if that first lender says, no, I can't assume this, I'm not using them to buy the house. Well, the question would be, and, and Rachel and or Mortgage Mike or whomever other lender, can you assume that loan and go get a secondary loan? That would be the question. That's the only way you do it. No, you pay cash. You pay the cash difference. Mm-hmm. You yes. would take out a, I mean, you could, but more, more, more often than not, you're going to take out a second lien on the home. Yes, I don't, I don't think that's how... Back then, how they were working, that that's not how it was working. You would had to pay cash? You either paid the difference or a lot of that you could work out. There was creative financing deals. So explain that, a creative financing deal. Creative financing, meaning a lot of times, if, like when we saw it, especially during the recession, you could go find these and find people that were in distress, right? So then you go, you go and say, all right, Brian, you're, you're in financial distress. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to assume your loan, right? I'm, gonna, I'm going to make right. those payments. I'm then going to go and and I'm either getting in this house for a lot cheaper. I'll maybe pay you five thousand dollars just to get out. Yes, cash for keys type deal, or I'm going to rent it out at a higher rate. So the question is, what what I don't know, and this is where a lend, where the lenders would need to chime in right. from a from a lending side because what they're looking at, you assume an FHA loan, FHA are they going to be the first lien holder? The second, the second mortgage company is not going to like to be in a second position. Sure, 100%. I, I think that we're talking about an entirely different environment in which we, we were influenced on our opinions about these types of things, though, right? Like, in a distressed situation, it operates entirely differently than a fully qualified buyer who would qualify for both mortgage companies. Absolutely no problem whatsoever. Most mortgage companies are not going to do that. I'll, I'll put money on the line. Really? Yep. For what reasons? Because there, it's not it, that is non traditional financing. So you could probably maybe go to a credit union and go and get a a you know maybe a personal loan to go do that, mm-hmm. um, or you're going to pay cash, or maybe you get a a private party lender to to be the second. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Why? Because wow. you're saying because the second mortgage company wouldn't want to be the second lien holder, correct? Why wouldn't you just do the mortgage for the first through the first mortgage company? Qualify, but you're assuming. What are you talking about? You're assuming the loan, right? What I'm saying is, if you use the same lender for the other lien, then it's the same party that's holding both notes. Not necessarily. No, they sell it off. No, why wouldn't they sell it to the? Oh my god! No, gosh. that's not that's not how it works, bro. I know. I, that's I, exactly not how it works. No, I get it. They wouldn't yes. sell it. You would just get approved through the same investor. Again, they're not. That's not. Then they're going to raise the rate on you. You're assuming for the, for the second part. I don't think they'll do that. Why? Because that's not how it works. That I'm talking about capital markets opening up. What I'm talking about is the future. You like if if I had told you right now, listen, listen. Yes. If I had told you right now that ninja loans were a responsible thing to do, would you agree? Of course not, right? I'm saying that opportunity comes into markets where it manifests itself. That would be good business for mortgage companies to do. I believe that they will start doing things like that. Maybe they will, but at this moment, they're not. No, and I we're th- talking about you're talk- I'm talking about opportunity yeah. manifesting itself differently. Correct. But I'm not saying if you did this two months ago or even if you did it today, yeah. you wouldn't have to overcome some hurdles. I'm yeah. saying I believe this is absolutely how markets will develop in the future and because it, it makes perfect business sense for that original right. lien holder. And it could, but what at this very moment that is not a viable option. It's That's not going to get you business you would, now. You would probably have to jump through some fences. Yeah. Yeah. You'd probably have to I don't, jump through some fences. I don't disagree with you that that could be a great in fact Maybe you've stumbled onto something that it could be a great 
uh, business that we all go start. I think we own too many businesses. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe this is the billion dollar. Maybe business. this is the big idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, regardless, the point I'm trying to make is opportunity irregardless. Let's be proper. Yes, proper. Irregardless, right? <laughs> opportunity manifests itself differently, right? This changes absolutely nothing about the, the markets, right? Buyers have a big advantage right now. Sellers have more equity than they've ever had before. We're in the exact same situation just on another side of the coin than we were a year ago or even three months ago, right? And so, anyway, I say this to say, <laughs> I love it. I yep. love when we do that. He doesn't even realize yet. Ah, so I'm good. Here. He's here. I love it. Um, right? It, um, one of the, the most difficult markets that real estate agents have had to navigate is one in which we have very low inventory and buyers can barely get anything under contract because we have 50 offers on every single house. If you woke up one day and the market had radically changed from a balanced market to you're going to have to show every buyer 100 homes, write a bajillion offers and convince them to do crazy things just to get a house. And oh, by the way, very few people are going to want to sell too because their houses are worth so much. Would you choose that market? No, of course not, right? You would probably choose a market closer to what we're heading towards. And so the doom and gloom around the real estate agents and, and with the future of what we're doing, all this type of stuff, like, guys, understand, these are not bad things. Bad things are us continuing to operate in this incredibly ridiculous environment that we've been operating really since the start of the pandemic. This was always inevitable. What I will say, though, is you've had buyers that are willing to act really exuberantly and really ridiculously and almost irresponsibly. And so agents that were kind of coasting on their buyers willing to be do, willing to do whatever it was to get under contract and only working buy side deals, they're going to have a very difficult time in the future markets. Like it just is. You're going to have to be very good at what you do. You're going to have to come to a place from real contribution. You're going to have to really know what you're talking about. Do you think in, in – you know, one, if, if an agent has struggled already in, in the markets that we've been in, they're probably going to end up out of the business over the next 18 months or less. And if, you're, if you don't have a, an oper or a system to go find listings, then you're right. As, as the pendulum swings into that buyer's market, we could quickly start to see inventory go to six plus months we're, yeah. we're seeing in some we're seeing in some markets like in arizona it's doubled in the past 30 days of of active homes for sale i mean i think we're probably pretty close here in north texas i, I would assume inventory wise just tracking the numbers of, of new listings coming on I, I i wouldn't doubt that at all it's not a bad thing though right it's it's very difficult to succeed in a in a market where very few homes are coming on the market i mean or very few, few homes are coming up for sale you're going to have to have good conversations with your sellers. You're going to have to have great conversations with your buyers. You're going to have to legitimately educate people. And I think it, more than anything, and this is something that we haven't talked about in a very long time that I think has just gotten lost in translation somewhere, you're going to have to provide a really good client experience, mm -hmm. yep. a really good client experience. We've gotten really I, I don't I, lazy is not the right word. But the idea of, of serving people at a very high level has kind of gone by the wayside the last couple of years. It's been tough. Like, and this, look, it sounds like an excuse. It's been tough. 
right? It's been it's either been tough or it's been unnecessary in some cases, right? Well, a lot of people would say unnecessary, but at the same time, it's been tough when you try to factor in COVID to try to yeah. try to provide a great virtual experience and or um, you know, especially at the closing table when they weren't you know you're doing remote closings yeah. or signing outside in a parking lot, you know you're you're um, you know, then you were being the pop tart agent and just running all over the place because, you know, you had a buyer who that that their house, the the criteria for a certain house comes up for sale. Right. And then they just out the door. And, you know, buyers get emotional when they lose on a property. And sure. typically they blame the real estate agent because that's their 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 venting post. Yeah. You know, who else who else are they to blame? Not themselves. They're going to blame the real estate agent, sure. whether that's fair or unfair. Um, you know, the consumers are the one deciding that, not yeah, us, reality. unfortunately. Yeah. And so I would say that it's probably a, a 60-40 where 40% was just saying it's unnecessary and 60% saying, like, we can't because of the type of market that we are in. Sure. No, I agree 100%. And that's where I think a lot of, you know, I, I think agents that maybe got into the business in the last couple of years are going to maybe struggle to find their footing a little bit in the new market. I think a lot of us maybe just forgot the, how much of it is our responsibility to provide great service. And we're going to have to get back in the habit of listings being on the market for 65 days before they go under contract, mm-hmm. right? Walking your, 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 your sellers through offers that are, not amazing, that are not at full price and understanding the pros and cons of, of, of individual ones, right? Well, um, let me tell you this. Right. We took a listing today. Yeah. Um, a, it was in our Boomtown account. It was trashed, by the way, back in 2019. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, I went and looked at it. She, the, the client emailed last night um, with one of our, our systems and said, I'm, I'm ready to sell now. And Nate runs the listing appointment. They had just come off the market. And they're actually upside down. And, wow, you know, really? they, they have... Their foreclosure date has been pushed a couple times. They've got now another 30 days. And we still believe that we could sell their house and, and break them even without going the short sell route. But this person has lived in their home a lot longer than, than the last two to three years. So, you know, the, so this is like a second mortgage type deal. And they just well, they people, or? people, you know, people for whatever reason in, in their life, you know, people fall on hard times. It doesn't, you know, you yeah. know during the run up and everything was going great. You know, something we talked about with our real estate agents is they always talked and posted about the good, but yeah. during great times, people, there's, there's a lot of people going through tough times. Absolutely. You know, even when the unemployment's low, there's people that can't get a job or they're not, they're, they're struggling to yeah. find consistent work. Sure. And so, you know, the, you, you start slipping up and you fall behind on your mortgage and it's, and it's like taking a payday loan and on the pay, you know, it's hard to catch back up on that. And, and now it's a constant battle of pushing off foreclosure and bringing it back to, to life and pushing it off. And you never really catch back up. Yeah. And, you know, then the late fees start stacking up and, and now they're at a point where they're desperate. They're at a point where they're, they're scared and they're, they're just emotionally and, and mentally exhausted. And so um, their their last agent, unfortunately, because a lot of agents are, are so 
newer in this industry has never dealt with something like this. Sure. And you know, we use this analogy all this all the time, especially with uh, with Captain Force. You know, you don't care who's who's flying the plane until until you know something bad with the plane happens. Yeah. And, 100%. and now homeowners are really going to to need to be to check out the agent they're hiring because if they would have stayed longer with that other agent, more than likely they're going to have a foreclosure outcome. And we believe deep down that, you know, number one, we're, we're very confident that we should be able to get them at a break even point. If not, it's not that much upside down that we should find a, a, a strategy to help them get out from underneath the house without going the foreclosure route. Yeah. There's going to be those coming up and agents need to start studying. Well, I think even, you know, obviously if we don't, if we don't get to a point, which, which I don't think we will, where, where, I mean, geez, in, in, um, man, Jesse, if you pull this up, it was like NAR from 2010. Um, like agents in Texas did an X amount of deals. And I think it was like, they, they averaged like seven deals and like the average that had like average of those deals that were in foreclosure was like three or something like that. It was like almost half of the deals um, that that agents did were in for were in some state of either you know like some state of the for, foreclosure. Dude, I would tell we're you not- back then. I mean, and and I mean, I had people selling their houses that were cashing out their retirement and paying to get out of the house. Yeah. Um. And and you know while you know while we say like we're ready for this this change in the economy, we're ready for this market to shift back. What you what you may not be ready for is. I will say that consumers, if you thought if you thought people took out frustrations on you during this time, let me tell you, when they're oh, losing yeah. money or when they think that that it's not going in their advantage all the way, they, you know, consumers can be really yeah. demeaning. They can be really mean. Yeah. Jesse, do do do. Uh, it's just the NAR. Do like NAR Texas Realtors Report uh, 2010. They do a PDF report for every state every year. And that's where it is. It's like, uh, yeah, there's something like that. There you go. Just hit, hit report. And there's a PDF that comes, uh, their annual report down there. Uh, yeah. So oh, that's 2013. If you maybe just change the URL to 2010, maybe it's, yeah, I don't know. It might be, it might be from TAR instead, maybe not an NAR. Maybe it's Texas Association of Realtors. Um, go up and Google just like TAR instead of NAR. That might be. Might be the problem. What I'm looking at, um, it's somewhere in here. Anyway, it was it was it was a it was a ridiculously high percentage of like total deals per agent that were in foreclosure. Um, we're not going to get to that point, right? Like that's never that's not going to be the case in, in in this market cycle. What I'm saying though is that we we have got to get used to providing, especially on the seller side, because more inventory is coming on, which means there's more opportunity to take listings. We've we've done a great job of taking listings this month, and a great job of taking listings it needs to turn into a great job of serving clients. Yes. And if and so, I'll, and, and I will also say this: taking listings is always going to is, is also going to get more competitive. Like when it, when your home is going to sell no matter what, you don't really care as much about who's listing it. Yeah. When you know that your home is competing against exponentially more homes in a competitive market for sellers, meaning that buyers have the upper hand. You very much care what the agent that you hire as your fiduciary is doing to sell your home. I, I know a lot of agents over the last couple of years that have never brought a listing like packet to an appointment. Really, I never do listing appointments. They just go, they talk about price, they throw it on the market, and when are photogra- when's photography going to be, right? 
you're going to need to get really dialed in on your presentation to people. What is your value? What do you do really well? Where are you coming from contribution? And get that conversation super dialed in. Your pricing strategy needs to be dialed in. You're going to lose listings initially to people that say they'll price things higher and sellers that go, that sounds great. You need to start crystal balling people and telling people, you know what? I, I, I totally understand you go in a different direction. If price is the only um is if price is the only factor in the agent that you hire, I'm glad you hired the agent that, that, that told you that they listed for the highest price. Do I have permission to follow up with you in however many days when it doesn't sell for that price? We still have agents that are signing 30-day listing agreements <laughs> because they are so out of touch with what is happening in the market. Then I'll say, I, I, I just straight up own it. Just ask, how long are you under contract with this agent? Okay, 30 days. Do you mind if I follow up on 8 a, at 8 a.m. on day 31 when your home doesn't sell for the price that they promised well, you and we have a realistic conversation? By about the way, that's the only value that agent knows. That's exactly right? what I'm so, talking about. We've got to have more value than that if you're going to thrive. By the way, and, and this goes back to that long, you know, when we, when we went off the, the rails a little bit with the assumable right. FHA loans is – when you talk with your with your seller, when you talk with your buyers, it's it's not your presentation's great, I will tell sure. you that, but it's what they want. And you need yeah. to truly find out what they want. Why I will tell you I will hands down beat everybody going into a listing presentation and I don't bring anything other than my comps and I sit there with a notepad and I sit there and I have a conversation with them and I learn what is the most important thing. Yeah. Because it's not the same with every single client. So true. So from that I will hands down beat every single person unless it comes down to the the homeowner only wanting price and and if there's a discrepancy between what I'm saying it should be priced at versus what the other agents are saying. I love that because that's that's exactly like I I, I said it in a totally different way, but that's that's I I love to bring materials and I love to bring them because I leave them with the client to answer questions that they didn't that I didn't answer during the listing appointment. That's usually my entire bit. I try to find out what's the I mean, you ask this question all the time. In the realtor that you hire and you say in the realtor that you eventually hire, what's the most important What are the top like, three things they're yes, gonna do for you? Exactly. And then you just have the conversation there, right? Like so what it I feels weird. We yeah. used to talk about this stuff on the podcast all the time when we had to work for listings. Yeah. We haven't talked about this in years, right? No. This used to be what the whole show was about, right? You do a great job of asking what are the most important three most important things to you in the realtor that you hire. And then you just have the conversation there. I do the same thing, and then I have our listing and marketing packet that I leave with them. I say for all the questions that I didn't answer today and everything that's going to keep you up at night, here's every single thing that we're going to do to get your home sold in one little packet for you. You can read this, blah, 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 and call me with any questions or whatever. Like, I could articulate that entire packet word for word if I needed to, and I almost never pull it out. I just leave it with yeah. them when I'm mm -hmm. done. But you're hitting the nail on the head. It's about the conversations you have. Usually what I'll end up doing when I see other agents leave their packets on there is I'll shuffle my papers and I take it with me. Nice. <laughs> yep. Like low-key stealing from yeah, them. Yeah, and guess what, real estate agents? You guys may not like that, but... I mean, look, all is fair. I mean, look, there's I, I look for a competitive edge yep. and, and and it's all about the advantage. And 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 I have we have a belief system on our team that, you know, our belief is that we're going to put our, our clients in the best position to win. And, and by hiring us, we know that that we are the the we have the best tools, the best proven strategies to sure. help, especially in this marketplace, get them to the desired outcome that they're looking for. That's yeah. it. And I think that's one of the two things that you and Brian do really great, just a as leaders, but also just as as people kind of like objectively like viewing their business. You guys do switch into a wartime CEO mode, probably 
better than anybody I've personally met as far as determining what's going to be best for your people. Because here's, here's the thing. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter whether or not you agree with somebody or not, right? Like whether whatever they're doing for their business or whatever their business model is or, or however they're approaching their business, we're all trying to feed our families and yep. make better lives. And what I have learned through these past five weeks sitting here with you guys is that like at the end of the day, like all the advice we're giving is re- the, the advice we give our agents, but it's not because we want to have them dominate in a shifting market and the team needs to get bigger. It's literally about protecting people from this market. Yep. Agents are just as susceptible to kind of what's happening and and retreating and turtling up like anybody is. And I would just like to say, like, regardless of the show, like, I hope people who watch this also feel the same way. But, like, I have gotten so much just from listening to you guys talk about this market and how you are leading people through it. And I hope people are hearing that because it's, it's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be the same shit you've done. And if you're just waiting to be right about the market changing, cool, you were right. Now that you've got that little ego boost, what the fuck are you going to do about making sure that your business survives? Well, this? and it brings back the value to the real estate agents. There yep. was value in 2020, right before the run up, right? There was there from 20 from mid 2020 through the end of 20, you know, one and into beginning 22, I guess that um, that you know consumers didn't see the value in us, right? And that's when that's when you started seeing the the discounted brokers per se. I, I hate to use that word, but the, the brokers that really alternative price. Yes. No, look, here's the thing is let's yes. actually call it what it was. Value specific brokers. Real estate agents, real estate agents done such a shit job of, of not, not, not talking about their value proposition, but actually providing it and following through with it. Yes. Understand any one of you can snag a listing presentation from your broker and roll it out. Like that's all you're going to do. Right, Brian and I, when we first partnered up, we used to tell people about all the amazing thing the teams did, and then we like ran back and tried to figure it out. Right, <laughs> like, like the reality is, you can do that all day long, but value specific brokers will all, and that, that that is exactly what we are. Right, like I am speaking to the value of each individual client whenever we are sitting down, and if you don't understand how to do that, that is fine. A learn. B, find somebody who can help you figure it out. Or C, get out of the way. I don't care what the option is, but stop looking at discount brokers and talking about them screwing your business over. They're, they're, they're not discount brokers. They're value-specific brokers. They brought the value to that client that you couldn't bring. And honestly, you just need to turn around and look at yourself. And if you think that's going to get easier, it ain't. We have this, this thing in every market environment that we we want to find the demon right like everybody likes to be right about the shit that's about to go wrong 100 <laughs> percent. well and, and 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 when they are they kind of it or say when they're wrong and there's a new like bugaboo i use that twice in one podcast or demon that shows up they just stop talking about the old one like the reality is actually maybe it's 2016 and 2018 that was what was going to destroy the real estate agent industry right was discount brokers or whatever you want to call them right we actually haven't had has that been the topic of discussion no, since the no. pandemic no and, not and, really like you're wrong like not you are wrong but the people that were all afraid of that were wrong and then they just stopped talking about it right one of the things that really brought this to the forefront was how quickly we were all like think about this guys you were all trying to find cash options for your buyers 90 days ago yes do you really think that Homeward and all these cash option people are having people beating down their door now, 90 days later. I'm not saying it doesn't still exist, but those business models are incredibly value specific. How those people are going to pivot 
into whatever their next. I'm sure they've got it figured out. Yeah, they do. They do. I'm not saying like they're, they're smart, but my, my whole point being is everybody was running around trying to figure out this problem, even to the, like 90 days ago. And, and how irrelevant did that become almost it overnight? Six weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't take much for that value to change. And it's the same thing for you as a real estate agent. If you're not constantly pivoting, constantly having conversations, and constantly being able to address your clients in a way that matters to them, you're just fucking talking. Well, I think, I mean, the, the best, I mean, you're 100% right. And, and, and the best point that I think any of us can make on this show you just made, and that is, you know, and I, I, I appreciate that. Well, I took 30 know. minutes off, so I forgot about jump back <laughs> in. <into something. laughs> I mean, you know, and I, I appreciate that, you know, the, the, talking about the way that, that Nick and I pivot a little bit. I'm I'm not I I don't get joy from having talked about this even on this podcast since last October. It doesn't bring me joy to be right in this particular regard. But he right? was. There are a lot of people. If you just go on Facebook, you go wherever. How many people or agents specifically have been talking shift, 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 doom and gloom in almost this weird ha ha way? Yep. Like you're seeing it now. You're seeing agents on all the major Facebook groups, probably even some in our group. They're like, I told you so. Congratulations. If your one takeaway from the fact that our market is fundamentally shifting and our industry is fundamentally changing and a lot of people are going to lose a lot and going to have to change careers and reimagine the visions for their life, then fucking congratulations. I hope that you show up for war Every goddamn day like we are because I know that I will and I'm not gloating on the graves of other people's careers. So get your ass up at five like I do and show up ready to fucking battle. Surely, surely definitely unplug from that one. Yeah. Yeah, we might have lost some people there. Yeah. We do love you, Shirley, though. We yeah. appreciate it. We're just, we're just a bunch of stupid boys who need people to tell us when we're acting dumb. Yeah. Very passionate about what we talk about as well. <laughs> what What is our absurd question that we can end with? Uh, By the way, I'm looking for still. We're gonna have to do a different day next week because I'm what? flying back. We're not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna be here at all next week, you know, because I'm going to Vermont. Yeah, I don't want to be here either. Again, yeah. do you guys Do you guys off. know anybody else? We're gonna have to. Shirley, you yeah. know what? Honestly, I'm gonna make Shirley full on friend of the show. Yeah. I think Shirley you is stuck like it out with an us. Unreal fan now. You I called really us out that for being jerks. You stuck here even after we we posted your thing. You commented and saying hey. thank you, yep. and now you're still here. She's top. Shirley, yep. will you dead mother the heck out of us and like send her a gift card? I apologize for hurting yours, but I, I genuinely do appreciate you continuing to watch. Yeah. I know that this is probably not your cup of tea sometimes, but I, I very much appreciate yeah. you not doing. If you out. promise to tune in next time, I will personally censor myself, and like as soon as I get to say a cuss word, I'll stop it and I'll say, "Shirley, I love you." Yeah. I'm gonna say it every time. Yeah. So becoming a bit now. For I, do I do appreciate. I do appreciate you sticking with us, though, because yeah. we're dumb boys. Yeah. Uh, All right, Jesse. Well, there's gonna be an here? absurd question here. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you might want to check out now. Sure. <laughs> it's about that stupid question. But at least leave us a five star review. I know. I go to Vermont all the time. A, it's beautiful. B, I need constant coaching to understand how to be. Um, like even just like a regular human being. Just say like, who's look, the governor of Vermont? I don't know, yeah. but isn't it really Bernie Sanders? I don't know. I it might like, not be, but it, it, it might is. not be. What's but. the temperature there right now? It'll be like in the probably the fifties at night. Like I don't want to sound like a Vermonter. Somebody Vermonter is going to jump in and be like, "You're an idiot." No, it's going to be beautiful. Like Absolutely. it's going to be. It's it's because you know to it's going to be a hundred and one or two. Next yeah, it's going to be fifty six at night and probably eighty during the day. And all the grass up there has zero fire ants, and it doesn't feel like sandpaper. 
So I'm going to be all right. Ooh, I like this one. Actually, I do like this <laughs> I like this one. Yeah. I don't know I what this one is. This I'm is a surely one. approved one. Yeah. All would, right. All right. Would you rather have a tree in your backyard or your back garden that constantly produces every fruit in the world, and it's the best quality and the best condition fruit, or would you rather have a trained dinosaur of your choice to like <laughs> – Ride and do whatever you want. Is this is this like Such a, a question? Is this like a weird question from Super Mario Three where they're like like Yoshi eats the fruit, so they're trying to figure out which yeah, one they like, like better? Parlaying the two, I know. I man, I okay. Phil Scott sounds like just the most basic dude. In the here's sounds where, like a golfer. Here's where I come down on this. You're not telling me that anything about the world changes. Yeah, I can still get delicious fruits at the store. Honestly, that look sure. better than anything I can grow either. Dude, I'm right? getting like, a dinosaur. Uglyfruits.com. I am going to ride around on a dinosaur all day long, and more specifically, it's going to be a triceratops. Oh, man. And I'm going to dominate all of you. But, no, it's a trained Why would you get a triceratops? Because he's got horns on his front, a shield on his face. I don't. Yeah. Can I, let me ask you this. I don't, I, I, don't think trice, I don't think Tyrannosaurus Rex could kill triceratops. Oh, yes, he could. No, they could. Yes, he could. You know who we need this on the show for this? We need Asher. Is it just a, is <laughs> it, Asher? Why, you don't think he could? You think, you think Tyrannosaurus would win? Yeah. I don't think he's got the reach. Wasn't no, that the, no, wasn't I that do, the thing? Dude, all the thing is, if the, if the, Look if the, if the triceratops park, just looks up. Every dress Park. Oh, all, all, of, all of the. All who right, would win? You know, Velociraptors just don't look like that either, though. Jurassic Park is a real trash rendition of what dinosaurs. I'm down with I'm down with it. I'm just saying nobody knows, and I'm looking logistically at the face of a triceratops, and I don't know how a short arm T Rex does anything. What a triceratops! We got a whole A to Z animals.com is going to tell a triceratops would beat a T Rex in a fight. The answer might be surprising. Are we going to have to read this whole blog? No. You be, all you have to do is ask me. I'm a triceratops <laughs> fucking goddamn. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I doubled him up. Yeah, Whoa. I, even, I'm a triceratops genius. I think you could just do a tail whip, right? Who? The Triceratops does a tail whip, takes his legs out. The, the T-Rex, T-Rex never gets his him. teeth on him unless well, he sneaks up from behind. The T-Rex doesn't need to reach him. He's got like the, he's the got jaws. insane core The Triceratops looks up. Down there. The Triceratops looks Ooh. up and he can't stab him. Actually, this is a good well, one. Well, that's true. Matt and I have actually discussed this a lot. Matt and I got real deep. If you guys can ever find them in the annals of the internet, they don't exist anymore. So so good luck finding them. We used to do reviews of taco I don't want to challenge the internet to find our bad, bad ideas. And though. in one <laughs> review of the taco restaurant... We were also talking about the earth being flat. It was a Kyrie Irving conversation, and I did mention how bad we were going to get scoreboarded if we ever found out we were Speaking wrong. Speaking of, no, we, we're not, because actually this is relevant today. Kyrie Irving is still out there nonsensically spitting his bullshit. Man. The other day on Twitter, Kyrie Irving went on a rant about how, like, like he shouldn't, like, just in, in he's, a, he's a product of the earth. Who is he? And the, he's a basketball player. Oh. He, he's a product of the earth. He's a product of the earth. And and he shouldn't have to pay for anything. And like, not just him in general. I like hate him, yeah. but he was just like, we should all just the whole earth should just be free for everybody. And it's like, dude, you got drafted from Duke at 18 years old. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you didn't struggle before that, but like your money situation. Shut up. Probably should have gone to Duke until like, he was this, at this, least this isn't even this isn't is even like shut good? up and play basketball. This no, is just he's like, fantastic. He just uh, no, he's amazing. He's just, he's just he just mm. fucking yabbers at the mouth about whatever. <laughs> And like he's like the world. Should, look, I agree with you. There should be a lot of things that are free. You're also not the person to like sit up there and talk about it, making twenty mil a year, bro. All I'm saying is that the WHO, the World Health Organization, if you just Google World Health Organization band. lab yeah. leak theory, the WHO's probably also doing this too. Is like with super Kyrie investigating Irving. the lab leak theory now. After two and a half years, they're like, all right, maybe we were wrong. All I'm saying is a lot of people can think one thing for a very long time. Two years is not three millennia. 
But man, if we ever find out the Earth is actually fat, flat, we are going to be. <laughs> We are going to be eating so much crow. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. It's fucking so, round, dude. There's yeah. no so way. Man, you think that, and you're probably right. Yeah, but man. if we ever find out we're wrong, we have been talking you know, mad shit for a long yeah. time. You know who does believe that the earth is flat? Mortgage Mike. He does. Jesse, can I ask you really Mortgage fast Mike before we do this? Do I have to? Does it always create fruit? Can I stop it from created fruit? I no. think it always creates fruit. No, it always fruit. creates fruit. That's what it says. I'm not Who saying cares? it's a, because what it I'm saying, does. I'm saying I don't want people to know I own a dinosaur because that's going to bring a whole other thing of problems into my life. That Can you imagine being – you guys don't think these things through enough. You think that you're riding a dinosaur to work in a vacuum. Like no one's going to question this or care. Like your whole life isn't going to be upended by the fact that you're the only person on earth who knows that dinosaurs are real, no, has no. one, chooses to ride it to work, and everybody else is just like, that's what Jeff does. This, he rides a dinosaur to this work. This fits fantastically I in just, with my idea of being cooler than everybody else. I don't want the amount of problems that that's going to bring into my world. Um, that's why you have to let E.T. go home, guys, because otherwise the feds show up, put your house in this weird fumigation thing, and ruin Halloween. HomewardDFW.com. MortgageMikeOfTexas.com. Armadillo. Dot one. Armadillo. Dot one backslash tour for the best home warranty company in the flat earth. Surely we're so sorry. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Thanks for watching the show today. Make sure if you're watching this on Facebook, you head over to our group, the only real estate group we're being a part of, so you can watch the extended conversation. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. And if you listen on the Apple Podcast, leave us a review. We'd really like it. So just do it. Do it. Do that over there. Go to this one. And then go to that one. Thanks. <laughs>